Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy, Happy Monday. Monday, everyone. So today, uh, our next guest, uh, what, what, what episode are you on this season? This is our fourth, fourth. episode? Season? Fourth episode, season two. We have Varta Aryaban. She is a passionate Persian, essentially. She's all about the culture and the heritage. And she considers herself like a mix of traditional Persian values and modern American women. Um, you know, she's all about food. And she uses it to be creative and share what she loves with everyone. She actually graduated from medical school and then relaunched a food blog, um, which led her to sell homemade lavoshak and different uh, traditional Persian foods with sweets and pastries. And with Persian food finally getting its time in the spotlight, she's excited to be a part of this culinary moment. So Varta, thank you so much for joining us. Thank we you for having me. You. Hello, we're happy. So, so that I cover that I cover the bio. You, you know, did. It all you did. I gotta say one thing before people get too excited. I actually just stopped selling Lava Shack. So oh no, you know what? We gotta Very tell our, our last guest. You know that the Lava Shack, Lava Shack is sold out now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sanas, yeah. We have a little fan base of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's insane. So, so Vajda, thank you so much for coming. And, and you're dialing in from beautiful Chicago. Um, one, of, beautiful one of my view. favorite, favorite cities to visit. I've been there a few times. Um, so not to, not to flex, Arash, how many times? <laughs> I said, Hopefully I said it's not too cold or windy. It actually oh, snowed a little bit today, so you're not missing much. Oh, wow. Snowed in April? Wow. Well, it was like 92 degrees here today. Yeah, we had all-time highs. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, the, so, like the running joke of Chicago is when someone goes, what's the weather like today? You just say Chicago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like you literally, you look outside, you see people, you'll see people in like full on coats and hats and gloves. And then there'll be like one guy that's clearly from Montana, just jogging in like a tank top and shorts. <laughs> it's always, it's always the Sifid Poos. There's something about them that they don't care about <laughs> cold weather. I'm constantly cold here. Like, I don't know. I went to med school in the Caribbean and I was fine. Like everyone was Mm. dying of the heat now like move down to miami then you're talking about i'm sorry yeah. come down, down to miami i know i should come down to miami here you can tell yeah. who's not from miami when when the water is cold like whoever <laughs> is in the beach swimming when we're freaking uh -huh. that's how we know they're from like canada or somewhere up north where it's actually <laughs> or, or at the beach like in general or outside yeah. of the home. Yeah, when, yeah. It's 60, this, when it's 60 or 70s 60s really the turtlenecks come out the boots come out the you know I can't believe you guys have boots. Like I'm, I'm amazed. I don't personally have boots. It's for the what? fashion. Like when the weather gets that. to like 70, that's when we wear the boots to dinner to take photos yeah. in and be like, we wore it's them. It's the aesthetic. Yeah, it's for the aesthetic. So, 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 so back to what news do you have for us this week? I am drinking White Claw. White Claw. Okay, I got my White Claw. What? Okay, what flavor does everybody have? I got mango. Okay, I do. I got mango as well. Okay, I got white so, um, seltzer because my walgreens didn't have white claws so. yeah, i actually enjoy the bud light seltzers more They're than the pretty white good i'm gonna be so black I, partial here I, I never saw this one but there's one called surge blood orange we actually had blood orange last night so i said i get blood yeah. orange but this one's actually eight percent alcohol which i think yours is only five yeah mine's five arts is arts so, is gonna get lit so if you start seeing me slowly shutting down it's because <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I had to switch. I had to switch to white claws because in the beginning of you know just lockdowns and everything, I swear to God, I was. It got to a point where I was drinking. This is horrible to say, but I was drinking like a bottle of rosé a night. No oh problem. yeah, no, you're like, good. My alcohol tolerance was just great, and you know you're not going out, you're not having to like leave or do anything. So you know, I was just wearing leggings every day, and then I try to put on a pair of jeans. I'm like, well, this isn't going well. <laughs> so I had to switch, and so I moved to like white wine spritzers and white claws. And then when everything opened up again, I actually went to dinner with one of my friends, and I ordered like some vodka something cocktail. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, two drinks in, I was like, whoo-hoo. So my tolerance <laughs> is just, it went like up and then, then it's just nothing now. So this is I used to be, as strong as I can do now. Before quarantine, one drink would get me totally drunk. And then because of quarantine, I was having like a bottle of wine every night. And now it's like, I'm in that happy medium. Why don't you tell yeah. her your nickname? Oh, they call, they call me two shot shoddy. Because after two shots, I'm That's gone. It. <laughs> That's it. It's over. 
<laughs> I mean, I've never, I've never been a shot person. That's for sure. Like I can do, like always get a vodka soda with lime because it's not like it doesn't taste good. So you don't drink it quickly. So you kind of have All to right. like taste yourself when you drink it. So that's always been my drink. And that literally vodka is the only liquor I can handle. And I think it's, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're big uh, tequila drinkers. We're tequila drinkers here. Uh, you're from Miami. <laughs> yeah, at least yeah, us three. I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll do the tequila shots with them, but, you know, on a normal night, I'll do bourbon, do some whiskey, oh scotch. Oh, no. I we transition. I, was, I was Alex Saggy? When people have ordered whiskey shots before, I've, like, done one of these because there's no No, way. I'm talking like a nice cocktail. Yeah, yeah. No. On the rocks. On the on the rocks or an old fashioned, but all good. So, so cheers. So guys. I'm gonna go ahead and crack this one open. Let's hear that little. Here. There you go. A little ASMR. Wait, That's a, yeah. Here's so ASMR. Good. Cheers. Salamat tea. Batano to see everyone. Oh, not bad actually. That's a new flavor. I've never tried that one. Black cherry. It's okay. okay. Oh my, I, I, was, I was a sad because all the black cherry white claws were out. Oh really? No, this one's. No, it tastes a little artificial. It tastes like kind of. They I mean, they're all syrupy, uh, but it tastes like all artificial. This one's gluten free, organic. They're all gluten free. -free. Are they really? Are they? I don't know. We're we're about to. This is what happens when we're on uh, on the podcast with somebody who talks about food. We could just sit here and talk about food. I think I had my first. What what are these called? Uh, Bud Light lemonades or hard seltzers? Seltzers. First one like two weeks ago. Really? I feel like it's more. I mean, they are, I think, targeted more towards women. No, 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 no. I don't say a lot of everybody's, everybody's drinking them. Really? No, but it's originally, like, White oh, Claws are truly originally, and then I think when, like, the popularity of them yeah. took off, then they realized, like, you know, that there are probably a lot of guys drinking their girlfriend's drinks, and then they're like, all right, Bud exactly, Light, yeah. everyone else, like. Everybody got in the game. Person, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a good drink under the sun, pressure. That's true. And it's 100 calories. So, uh, Vadza, I, I read the little bio for you. Why, why don't you tell us in your own words, you know, who are you? Ooh, that, a, a simple question, but very that, deep and philosophical. That, Always that's one of like the intense ones. Um, I guess in terms of what I'm doing with the food blog and just the company in general is, you know, I think growing up, you know, my mom was, is the queen of hosting. She always had the best parties and she's still like, you know, the hostess with the mostest. And I always helped her when she would have mehunis. And I loved that. My one like gripe with Persian stuff was that the desserts and the sweets always, you know, they never changed. And I remember right. cake, this like Persian fruit tart thing that I don't know, every Persian store sells the one with the fruit on top and that jelly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And no one ever eats. Mm-hmm. mind you right. it just looks great on the table yeah but no one touches it so you go it. and you pay 60 dollars for this little cake that sits there in the fridge for the next couple of weeks and um one time my mom sent me out to get the cake and she i went to whole foods instead and i got like this beautiful fruit like cake with the fresh fruit on top and then in the jelly thing and oh man my mom got so mad she was like you should have to get a fee like you know this isn't what i asked for that yeah mom, if you don't come with what you were what you were prescribed to get yeah um, you're getting all the fush, all the words everything i said look just serve this one if it backfires i'll never not listen again that cake was gone everyone ate it and then i swear to god the next like few memories that we went to people went to whole foods and got that cake so it's like oh there needed to be like an adjustment to just some of the i guess presentation of things like you know persians were stubborn we don't like to change anything we don't like that, to that's that's if that that's is like, our old ways a, the, yeah. one of the truest statements anybody said on the spot on this pod <laughs> on this podcast. versions are stubborn we are so stubborn yes for the weirdest things too at least right? we're admitting it too Stop, stubborn <laughs> think, and petty well i think that's the difference between like our generation is that we recognize these things like we're not in a denial of it and we're not in a position where we're gonna you know not admit if we do something wrong or if there is a fault or a flaw in something we're doing and that kind of goes into my whole i guess professional journey well we're not submissive and not not to say like our our parents and stuff were submissive but to an extent you know our culturally you know but i think we're our generation like she said we're actually actively trying to understand right we're trying to break that in our culture and break it moving forward so that our kids don't have to deal with it and don't say the stuff that we say about it you know it's easier yeah Mm -hmm. it's a big yeah yeah, that's a the heavy uh what's it called heavy load to carry i guess yeah. yeah 
Yeah. I mean, like, we're gonna you know, do I, it, spent the, I spent the first 30 years doing everything like I was told to do, you know, <laughs> go to med school, live my life a certain way, this and that. And then I was absolutely miserable. And so finally when I was in it, but you know, you grow up typical Persian family, you don't think you have any other, any other choice. Like you choice, think that's yeah. mapped out, that's what you have. Right. To so, do. so, so that, that's what I was going to ask you, you know, um, you know, you, you picked one of the three pre-approved professions as a I didn't pick the lecture thing. I didn't pick it. My family. Well, no, it was the three pre-approved ones. It was either doctor, uh, and you lawyer, one engineer. of the three. Okay. So, so, so you went with one of the three. Um, but how did you, so, well, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, 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 the question is like, we kind of know why you went into med school, but I guess a better question would be, did anything aside from familial pressure draw you into med school? No, nothing. None. Okay. So, so was it kind of where they like, it was like, you have to go to medical school or it was like, you have to be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, then you- No, so you have to be a doctor. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't even like a- Oh, it was, oh you just had one multiple choice. choice on that. So it's like, I, you know, I did it thinking that that's, you know, I, I, I guess I was just hoping at some point that was going to make me happy. Were your parents doctors? No. No? Mm. So just, you're going to be the doctor of the family. <laughs> it's funny because like I've got the MD and the only place I use it is on my business card and I don't even like- Yeah, you don't use it now. So, so you went to med school. Um, you graduated med school. Mm -hmm. um, did you ever practice medicine? Did you ever come? No, no, so I didn't. I never did a residency. That's kind of okay. like where I. Where you drew like, the line. You said no more. Yeah, I wasn't going to put myself through that at all. Um, did you have? Okay. But you completed saying? all the years of medical school. So yeah, I mean, I graduated. That, I've got my, graduated. I've got the degree. I've got, right. I've got the degree that's hanging in my dad's library. <laughs> like, I don't even have it. Oh, wow. So, it's, it's, so, it's, it's more for them, you know? So if, if you were to continue the medical route, you know, what specialty interested you when you were in medical school? The only field I actually liked was psychiatry, which again is like not one of the Persian approved Correct. ones. There. Um, You're the lowest of doctors at that point. I'm sorry? You're the lowest of doctors at that point. Right? But yeah, it's worse it's, than a dentist. Persians yeah. don't believe in that kind of stuff. But right. um, I mean, it was really the only one that I... Uh, enjoyed but I think even that would have taken its toll on me because it was just depressing because I like working with kids but um when you work with kids in like psych hospitals and stuff it's not them it's just the their surroundings and just they're not given the resources and the way the system is set up it's really it's hard to work around it yeah I mean that's that's a hot topic right now in this country anyway um, mental health especially for children especially for low-income children or low-income families in general it's just you know, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. Well, but, it's a mess that we're trying to undo. People are trying to undo yeah. by getting help. But yeah. But it's so another one of those things that within like the Persian community and stuff, I think that our generation is doing a better job of acknowledging mm -hmm. those issues as opposed to like, like being you know, aware and addressing them. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like our parents uh, generation, for example. I mean, like I've gone through my issues like I had you know, I was anorexic for a few years and um, more than a few years, probably like a good decade. And everyone's uh, what's it called everyone's solution was like just eat more and it's like yeah yeah they have the, all the answers for you right it's like, like that's not it's not that simple like <laughs> i can't just you know can't just pick up a burger and you know it's like oh you're depressed just laugh yeah yeah right like watch tv watch it like you know go for a walk <laughs> yeah so it's good was that there, uh, that stuff is was there any um specific moment or instance like while you were in medical school that like that you saw that okay this is going to be the end for me and then i'm going to maybe pursue my passion in food like i mean from the, from the looks of it uh, on the flight to the caribbean yeah <laughs> you very start she was like this is not what i'm gonna do no i mean i think it took me a long time it wasn't until you know after graduation and like i got a job and i became like financially independent that i was like okay i'm actually am capable of doing things on my own and i'm not mm -hmm. you know i don't need someone telling me what to do all the time that was when uh kind of pushed you in that direction yeah i was like i just i had the confidence to actually go for what i wanted yeah and originally when i started because i had a food blog before med school and then i you know couldn't do it when i was in med school which is too right. difficult and then when i right. started it again i wasn't really even focusing on persian food i actually thought focusing on persian food was gonna um like pigeonhole me and like keep me close off you yeah, keep it so back. Was, yeah so i was doing everything and um it was good for a while, but then I noticed that the Persian posts were doing better and I think like a couple of just like generic tatty posts mm. were doing well. And then I kind of, that kind of segued into focusing on Persian food and it's 
worked out well. And then that led to me selling stuff. Well, nowadays, I like, like how you said in your bio, I feel like Persian food is kind of starting to like, people are becoming more aware of it. That yeah. They're yeah. knowing that we're not just Mediterranean food or Turkish food or Arabic food. We have our own dishes and recipes. Cuisine. And, yeah. Like we're not just remember- kebab. Exactly. We have if anything a lot because people were I feel like Persians were pushing for kebab to be the like big thing for so long and that really they missed the the mark, I guess, because like Persian food in general compared to, you know, other cuisines in that region, the flavors are a lot more subtle. It's a lot more about the process and, you know. You make one koresh that ends up in one dish, but you literally are like, you have to use like three different pans to get to that yeah. final yeah, one. It, Persian, cooking, Persian cooking with the stews especially is one of the most complicated processes one person yeah. views for one meal. Yeah. Talking, the things that are so subtle. Then you have to have your this and your that. And it's like, oh man. So you really it's like they to- wake up and start like from the morning mm-hmm. all the way to lunch. They're cooking one meal or, you know, a combination of meals. I made us us yesterday and I swear to God, I have like a blister on my finger right now just from like all the chopping I had to do. Oh God. Did your your entire house smell like Pia's dog at that point? (laughs) It's still like, honestly, I was running errands and stuff earlier today. And I, every time I walked back into the apartment, I'm like, it still smells like us here. It's, it stays for a few days and I, it lingers. Yeah, uh, my, my my grandma, you know, she was staying with me and, and she wanted to make ash and the day before she wanted to do the, the onions, you know, to saute the <laughs> onions in the pan for the next day. And I told her, anytime you want to do anything like that, you tell me and you could use the barbecue outside because it has a little <laughs> burner. Okay. And so she had taught off. Oh, she, didn't tell me. she didn't want me to go outside and turn the grill on and do all this stuff. So I get home and the entire house, yeah, the entire closet, her closet, every like it permeates for days. And then you put something on, you go sit in the car. Now it's in your car. That's what I was gonna say. I didn't (laughs) notice until like you're spreading it. School in high school, some of my friends would like when they would give me hugs, they'd be like, "Oh, you always smell like food. You always smell like good food." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I smell like onion. I know so much cologne. But to them, that's (laughs) like you know what that 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 could be a thing. Oh my god. Maybe that's this why. why that, this is why, like, Persian men have just, you know, that's stereotype. Just Giorgio all Armani, it. like, all of that, because that cologne to cover up the. They're dousing themselves. There you go, yeah. I never they were thought at their about that. Mama in Bozark's house earlier, and so they have to spray it up. Because <laughs> they're smelling like Pia's dog and Gormisad. Yep. I mean, God, no, I don't even know what I smell like at this point. I mean, I think it like, doesn't matter. Right it's gonna be them. It's gonna be like a mix of a like a golab and saffron and. See, that's and, not bad. That's not bad. That's good though. That's like it's that's the onion nice and the garlic and. and, and yeah. I don't know. People ask me a lot of like, oh my God, how do you not like eat this? Like, how do you not get fat? And I'm like, honestly, when you are baking cookies and sweets all day long by the end of it you're just like give me a salad like i don't want to even like yeah i'm done i don't think i ever said that in my life but i get it (laughs) well just because you're feeling it all day long and you really do kind of get over it and then like when i want something sweet it's funny because like i don't even crave my own stuff because i have to eat like you know for every batch i make i have to take a bite of it just to make sure Outright, and then when I want something sweet, I'm like, all right. So who's gonna make me a brownie sundae or something? Like, I went to um, dinner last weekend, and you know, someone had made brownies, and I was like, I think I ate like four of them, and everyone's like, oh my god, you're not sick of like sweets? I'm like, I didn't make these; these are great. Yeah, <laughs> they're not your own. <laughs> so like, this is exciting. So do yeah. you essentially is your full time job now? Because I I saw you have Varta VartaMelon.com. So is that your full time job? You just are full- yeah customer orders for like filling orders yeah filling orders shipping them uh you know pretty much a uh, one week show. i did hire oh. someone for the notice orders because that was just insane that was a learning experience for sure because this was my first real now you're, now you're prepared for next year yeah oh yeah next I, year i'm gonna start way earlier and uh but my deadline is like march 1st i saw did you do, um, like, did you do any like specific bundles for noru's or like a special or something no i was i thought i would but because it was already getting so chaotic and it was just so overwhelming like if i change anything or add anything it's just going to become more overwhelming yeah. and they're 
in a way. I mean, I was already like, you know, customer service when you're dealing with a bunch of Persians is a uh... it's tough. Oof. One one thing off, it's like the whole thing's a zero. Oh, can, we be on the, can we be on the pre-sale list? For that, I mean, yeah. people put in. But the thing with that is, like, I have people like messaging me saying, "I just place an order, but can you sh- make don't not ship it until it it will arrive on like a specific date?" I'm like, I don't know how you think I have control over that. <laughs> I, I'm not a florist. Yeah, I don't know how they thought I could work that. I really don't. Um, but I had like my reg my regular customers. They were they all put their orders in like February and they just like held on to things because everything freezes really well. So people just like bought it mm. and kept it in their face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What, what was the hot cool. item? Um, I had the sampler boxes were the number one gift, I would say, because um, there's a company called Little Persian Learning mm-hmm. and she had the cutest Norus cards. And I literally, she, I mean, she's a sweetheart. She had messaged me, I think in like January and um, asking if I wanted to order because I think she knew I was going to need like a bulk and I ordered like 200 or so notice cards from her I mean I used every single one for like wow. anyone who ordered oh that's gift. awesome yeah um so the sampler what boxes was- and gifts were really good I did the goldfish candies the nabot because oh. a lot of people don't want to use a live goldfish on their half scene so I had little goldfish candies and those were you know for notice those are definitely the most popular thing and then I think everything else was kind of Eh, biscottis are really popular right now Ooh. what was huh? the um because i saw the little highlight you had on your page for noru's and <laughs> it was like very sassy and you wrote you were like some people might get offended but these are hard deadlines that i will i had to forward. though i feel i really did have to be like that and you know what it didn't even it didn't okay. stop some people like it really didn't yeah. i actually had people order no joke I had someone order on like the 12th or the 13th or something and then message me saying, I just placed an order. I need to make sure that it arrives by the 19th. I'm like, lady, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, Why didn't you just shut down the site? You should you should have just shut down the orders. Oh, some people that were just, you know, placed an order and then made a bunch of ridiculous, like de- not even requests, like demands. Demands. I just refunded their money and said, like, this isn't going to work. What's oh, the, yeah, I mean, what would you Iranians, say? Iranians, like, I tell you. Yeah. What would you say is like the craziest request you've gotten from somebody or demand, as you say? The craziest one. Hold on. Well, okay. So obviously for the things that I sell, I don't post um, the recipes for those because mm-hmm. that would be insane. Right, Terry, yeah. yeah. And then um, someone like in England was like, can I, like, can you share the recipe for this? I'm like, no, it's actually one of my products. Like I can't um, share the recipe for that. And they're like, but I don't live in America. I'm just like, okay. okay. I mean, nothing. It's not like, not my problem. Not my fault. Your parents didn't make the full journey. You could have. <laughs> Did you really say that? I, like, I may have said something like I just said like you know I guess you're gonna have to make a trip or something like that you yeah I mean I'm not I'm not as sassy as I am like that now to them like <laughs> you should have said stay tuned Varto Melon International shipping coming soon you just right? keep them on their toes <laughs> I mean it's just it's hard and then or like people will say can you overnight it I'm like yeah I can overnight it but you're gonna pay for it and then once people but find out how much over, overnighting is they're like oh no never mind <laughs> like, from what location do like a bulk of your orders come from um it's kind of evenly spread out, I feel. More like I mean, a domestic. Like a lot of LA, a lot of LA, New York, Virginia, Atlanta. I mean, every once in a while, I'll get like an order from like South Dakota or something. And I'm like, damn, we have Persian there? I want to know who that person is. <laughs> right? Like, I'm kind of like, ooh, I'm like, wonder what they're and you, doing. And you have so many interesting recipes, too. It's it's not like your traditional no. Yeah, that's, you know, it's all a modern take. So it's more, like I said, it's a, it's definitely a combination of like who I am or like, you know, I was raised very traditionally, but I, and I have, you know, I love Persian food and Persian cuisine, Persian culture, but I obviously also have very much an American palate as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with Persian sweets, like I was saying before that, you know, things haven't changed. It's just like golab and saffron and cardamom and everything, right? Like it's just those same three things. Yeah. And it's just, how do you take those three and kind of change it up? And so for example, the baklava Pop-Tarts, you know, those yeah. are one of, like the most popular things since they've come out. And um, I think a big part of it is because I don't use rose water in those. I use orange blossom, even though like that's like mm. a very common thing. But to Persians, orange blossom is not a commonly used. Yeah. That's right, right, right. And using that, just it changes the flavor. And I use it for the um, the Sohan Aseli as well. And so that's why I get a lot of orders for the Sohan Aseli too. 
So. Do you sit there and like just devote some days to coming up with new recipes and experimenting or how do you get the like where do you get your creative juices from because like yesterday you posted something with a taddy and you were actually carving out on paper a design yep. and then made the taddy with it like that's some really creative stuff you don't see everywhere so how do you come up with that do you pinterest do you no pinterest. i always have a notebook with me so if an idea comes i have to write it down because otherwise i'll just forget so there's a lot of like skimming through like the notes i've made or if i see something and i write it down so that i can come back to it the tatties are more, the tatties have become hard, to be honest, of coming up with new ones. Yeah, variations. I think I made the, ex I think I set the expectations too high for myself. And now people are like, ooh, what are you going to do next? I'm What's like, next? Ooh, I have no idea. Um, I'm, I'm about to submit an order now. <laughs> so I'm actually coming out with new stuff this weekend. I just took the photos for them today. So I've got a, a pomegranate and pistachio granola. Oh my God, that yeah. sounds great in like Greek vanilla Greek yogurt. <laughs> yeah, so that's coming out. And then another biscotti that's basically like cake yazi, but as mm. a biscotti. Oh, wow. So that, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And then I got I'm, I'm going to wait for this weekend. I'm definitely ordering Barberi. And, yeah, the Barberi um, are a fun one because, you know, it, I started making Barberi and I realized I can't ship like whole big loaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one year, my friend had a Super Bowl party, and I made the mini Barbetties just for like my contribution to the food for the day. And it was just such a fun, novel thing. I'm like, you know, they have like mini pitas and stuff, so why not mini Barbetties? Barbetties. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do an order of at least the pop tarts. I want to try those, and then also the Barbetty. So the sample, like, I'll have the sampler box available as well again. Okay. I just needed to um adjust it because I don't do the lava shack anymore. Okay. And Sadly. Any reason for that? Why you stopped doing the lava shack? It takes too long. Okay. Oh, it okay. takes too long. I mean, it's literally 12 hours of cutting and cooking, and then another 12 hours in the dehydrator, and another like six hours to roll it, like to cut it and roll it and do all that. And um, I mean, it comes down to the money, right? Like it just wasn't worth it. Like the time yeah, that the, the, the time and the money yeah. Right, and all that stuff. Yeah. So so let me ask you, um, you know. Do you feel like with your medical education and understanding how the, the body works and everything like that, um, does it help you like when you're looking at things nutritionally in your recipes or you're just going for the best taste and the newest taste? I mean, the only thing it's come down to is uh, when people ask me to do a keto version of something and I tell them no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because like I that's not a diet I can stand behind at all. Um, I feel like isn't all portion food technically keto? Keto is all fat and and... <laughs> like fat no but you can't have beans like no no forget about salmon or warm sabzi or any of that because you can't have beans yeah no, no beans no no rice so put sweets right can you not eat no no, no sugar no, no sugar, sugar. Okay, that sounds miserable like, I, was, I, went to a, I went to a party once and this girl made keto chocolate chip cookies and people are like oh my god these are so good and i'm like no duh they're good it's literally just butter in the form of like a cookie a like, cookie <laughs> yeah so like, for example, like chicken wings are keto, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and those are super fattening. But, but barbecue sauce is not. So you have to eat plain chicken wings. Right. Because right. there's sugar in the barbecue sauce. Because of the sugar. Right? Oh, interesting. There's no sugar. So yeah, you can't do barbecue sauce. You can't, you can probably do hot sauce. I mean, every time I see people posting keto meals, it's always like massive shrimp and like asparagus or like a massive piece yeah, of but and like broccoli. We're Persian. We're already like predisposed to having high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And you're going to eat shrimp, literally like the most mm -hmm. co like cholesterol laden food of all time. Like have fun with that when you're 50. We love to live on the edge. I don't know. <laughs> we don't love to live on the edge. We're the most cautious people. <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> we're like the most cautious people. There's no living on the edge. Just, we just like we or like screw it like our jeans i mean te teetering with her health teetering with <laughs> yeah like one more one more won't hurt I mean, do you make any like vegan or vegetarian alternatives to your dishes so um i used to and i think like i'll get back into that but you know i, I did um actually did, started to become a craze like with in the persian cuisine like people going for vegetarian or vegan options. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Persian food, like, you know, like Quresh and stuff like that is very easy to make vegan. Very right. easy because like, you know, you're always like doing the onions and then you add the meat and then you add everything else. You literally just omit the meat. Yeah, it's like 80% yeah. vegetarian or vegan already. 
but and there's already like, a lot it, of food there's a lot of foods like that i prefer vegan like if you've ever had vegan warmer sabzi yeah mm-hmm. honestly it's so good because like it really you you taste all it's the light. herbs so yeah. much more yeah like, vegan fesenjun like i when i make fesenjun i usually do instead of meat i do mushrooms like mm. get some like good it's shiitake really interesting. mushrooms you're you're like the third or fourth person I've heard say that vegan they like vegan fesenjun better than normal fesenjun. Yeah, that seems to be one of the dishes. Like I made um the very few times I made Persian stews, I made kaime bademjun, but without any meat. So it was just like I I did French fries homemade, the lentils, the tomatoes, uh, the bademjun, the limu amoni, and it was so much more delicious than with. Yeah in it because you feel like you could taste like you're how you're saying taste all of the flavors and the seasoning and the eggplant it was delicious it's i feel like like it goes back to persian food being so subtle and then when you add like a lot of meat it just overpowers so you really get appreciate it yeah for sure i'm gonna jump uh out of food for a second um so you didn't actually work in your field but even making that jump from like i i guess i would say like a safety net career to something that's kind of more your own and riskier is there any anything you wish you did differently starting out or any advice you would give to people who are looking to make the jump like you did I mean I wish I had more confidence in myself earlier you know like I graduated I worked in the medical field still for like a you know a good while before and like kind of transitioned like I wouldn't tell anyone to just quit their day job and follow this you got to create like a safety net for yourself before you take that lead um so but yeah like I wish I wish I had given myself like the pep talk of you got to live life for yourself like sooner than I did I mean I feel like I'm like I feel like I really didn't figure anything out until 30s <laughs> like early 30s yeah. um but, you know I I kind of lived Same. by like delayed but not denied mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. of like no one's gonna care of like when you achieved it you know Think about like the lady, like J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter when she was how old, you know, so. I think she was in her mm-hmm. 40s, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and, I, and I think she had the billion dollar club, right? Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. What about well, your, um, sorry. how was that conversation with like your parents? Like That's when you made that jump, I'm sure. Yes. Let's take a, a little, okay. Let's take a sip for that one. Because, because we see my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to ask too, because I'm genuinely curious when you're saying that you had no choice in even what you could do okay, and did, it was medical school. Okay. Was it, it a slow it like progression you that you were come up to? I was mean, it- luckily I was not living anywhere near home. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> worked my way around that for a little bit, but, um, you know, obviously I do a lot of things like interview, like Instagram, the videos and all this, they're all public. So there's only so much that I could, you know, keep it. I mean, I talked to my mom every day, so she was more in the loop of what I was doing. But, you know, I guess this goes back to like, what would you have done differently or timeline and all that? It's at the end of the day, like you're going to make your own decisions. They're not going to really have much of a choice, but to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, but did right, you just yeah. kind of go and say like, hey, mom and dad, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to start. I didn't say anything. I didn't explain it. <laughs> I just went about living my life. Wow. Oh. So, so so instead of, but I only was able to get away with that because I wasn't living anywhere near home. It's not like I was seeing them like face to face where I have to, you know, answer. To yeah, that, that makes it that makes Every it a day. lot easier. I could see that because it's like distance um, provides freedom. A little bit. Yeah, I had some wiggle room there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so <laughs> what, was, what was your first job out of med school that wasn't medical? Oh, no, I only had like other than this, every job was medical. Okay, okay, so so you're you're on your own. Hold on. Did you kind of give yourself like a little cushion financially to where you can? Yeah, no. That so that's what I'm saying. I when I graduated, I got a job in a clinic. I was working, like you know, still working in the medical field, yeah. and then like I gave myself a couple of years to give myself. That out. That. Okay. Yeah, I mean we, that's really interesting though because we genuine uh, generally like every guest we have has not every guest but most have made a career switch, and we always ask them that question. We're like, what did your Iranian parents think? And some of them are like, oh, I softened the blow by doing kind of like gradually telling them hey i'm gonna switch or i kind of sat down and had a talk with them but nobody's ever said the answer of i just kind of did it i did it because i wanted to i had like i mean i felt like that was the only way to do it like if i sat there and i tried to explain it i would have felt yeah it was people pleaser you know you'd want to make them Mm -hmm. happy so i felt like i couldn't there was no way of, of explaining it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I guess the blows a little bit less to them because you have a medical degree. So you have quote unquote, something to fall back on. 
and like I, I did it you asked me to do it i did it yeah you know well, the eye, that made my eye like twitch <laughs> <laughs> she's like please Just, don't don't trigger point uh, but I'm, I'm making an assumption is that how, that's how persian parents or immigrant parents like make it okay for themselves let's say okay she's not just dropping out of school and going to go you know be a baker or whatever it is you know she got the medical degree and now she's doing whatever she wants i guess yeah but i mean i also feel like that was a lot there's of still disappointment <laughs> yeah, there's regardless still, there's still disappointment but what, what i'm saying is like instead of like a level 10 disappointment it's like nine and a half Seems like a nine seven five, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. your dad has the paper hanging in his office, so at least he has that. If he didn't have it's that, and you quit to be a quote unquote right? baker, they'll lose their minds. Oh my god, yeah. But you know, the but, funny thing is with Persian parents when they act like that, though, is like if it was someone else's kid, they're gonna be like, oh my god, did you see how great they did? And you're right. Like, uh-huh. Look how popular they got. Always comparing. Look at all the treats they make. Like, why don't you do that? Why don't you help me make this, that? And then you do it. And they're like, why don't you become a doctor? I know my brother brother one time was like, why don't you bring the business back home? Like, why don't you come back to Virginia and like do your business from here? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, then like, you know, the family can help. I'm like, first of all, you know how bad that's going to be? Because, you know, Persians, they're going to, if your parents' friends order, they, your parents are going to be like, as cool as you know, Nagiria. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Like, no way. Like, that's not how a business is going to work. Like, yeah. I mean, even no when discounts, I it, no nothing. Maybe a sampler. Not even. Uh-uh. No, no, I'm talking about a little sample. Like, come over while I'm making this and I'm going to put something, I'm going to put a little you, sample. Listen, here. you want it, you buy Costco it. style. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, Costco style. You were saying about like how I had to be sassy in my stories and stuff. Um, actually, that's the funny one of like probably the demanding nature of people where someone will see something in the story and they'll be like, oh, I want to try that. And then like, you know, I respond, they send them the link to the website. I say this and that, whatever. And they're like, do I really have to place an order? Crazy. Like, I'm do like, you really want to eat it? You wouldn't do that if it was like a Turkish baklava that you had no idea who that person was or what that culture was. Right. I'm like, bro, I met you once at a Comron and Human concert like 15 years ago. We are not on that level. So. <laughs> <laughs> of all places. I can't oh, that's funny. so funny but, but that's happens. the thing I'm like, do i know you that's the thing with iranians right like we, we we like to think like oh you're one of us so like hook it up for free and we have these expectations of like but no but it's, it's not only iranians it's any culture i well, mean even I, over I, here I, in miami like the cubans always help the other cubans out no help, matter what but it i is. think that some iranian social media thing that too you know yeah. you know it's kind of like when people s- here's the thing like our generation has a thing you know oh i got the hookup mm-hmm. well in my sense the hookup is no i know somebody who does good work and charges a fair price right. yeah right. I don't, okay I think not I'm- the hookup where yo he's gonna charge me half you know for this and at, that at, at any convenient time i ask you yeah know, it doesn't, right it doesn't work like that because at it's the end like, of the day you're putting you know. in your time and effort to do this it's not like you have a whole team i mean you have to make profit to be able to continue to do that if you keep giving things out for free because this person's iranian or that person met you somewhere like you're never going to generate any income and it's kind of like wasting your time making all of this it's well the interesting thing about that is too is like i've sent a couple of boxes like to people for free just to see like how it would work and you get no sales from it like i have no they, they won't they won't order like i no, but i'm saying even when they post it in their story or something i haven't noticed any return from it so to speak mm. but when like people that are actually my real customers and they post about it their friends will end up placing an order and that's literally been how my business has grown it's been from actual customers sharing it with their friends so that's been a big I guess learning experience for me where it's like those like I guess PR boxes that I sent out really didn't pay off like nothing came of those so now when someone is like oh if you send me this I'll share it to my page or whatever and I'm like yeah fine with that no because when you send I've I've seen this trick before yeah I'm an influencer because when your friends post it they're genuine reactions and um, so back to Changing gears a little bit, um, and you and you just you just mentioned it with um, your mom putting the power high on your door. So you practice Zoroastrianism, yeah, yeah. which is a very interesting because you don't typically find them much anywhere. I mean, other than I guess majority in India. So can you speak on how it was growing up? Um, practicing I guess I don't that feel religion? that way because I went. I mean, I went to Kilasab so like every like every other Sunday as a kid growing up. So I guess I was like I was raised around 
like other mm, Zach or Steve others. kid. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, but that like was definitely you, when you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say so that was a big part of you know I guess like my cultural identity. I'm mean, gonna give my mom a lot of credit for that for you know just raising us to be very proud of who we are and where we're from and instilling that in us. And I mean, she mm. does that with like my brother's kids too. So, you know, I guess, yeah, I never felt it was like a different thing. The only time I ever had it like stand out was in high school. We had to fill out these like surveys and I put like Zoroastrian on it and the teacher thought someone was making it up. And I'm like, oh, no, wow. we're, we're, we're one of the oldest actually. Yeah. <laughs> we're the precursor to monotheism. I'm saying we as a, I found Zoroastrian. Um, but so do you like any of like the ideologies or teachings? Do you like practice, to, you know, your day to day or maybe um, not? I guess, I mean, for Zoroastrians, it just comes down to, you know, good thoughts, good words, good deeds. And I think mm-hmm. probably that's why I try to put humor in everything I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think when you see, you know, my posts and even like, especially my stories where I don't take anything too seriously, you know, like if I screw up, I'm like, oh, look at what I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's no, but funny. That's, you gotta like, have fun right yeah I mean Persians have a tendency to take themselves way too seriously and like you know people like no one will admit that they ever burnt a tatig in their life and it's like honey you did not like yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that knowing what we'll you get doing. to that even I burn a tatig every now and then um so yeah people just have to have a little bit of like humility I guess when it comes to just everything in general um you know, you know what I always say it, it ain't that deep yeah it ain't that <laughs> Um, you know, Zach like, is for every like celebration, like, you know, the appropriate gift is wine. So I, I have made a lot of Persian food, like cooking with wine. That mm-hmm. used to be a big thing I would do that I would cook with, like do, um, what's it called? Like I did a game and I put uh cap franc or Bessinger and cap franc or something with Pinot Noir and stuff like that. And a couple of people were like, oh my God, like, how could you put wine in it? I'm like, listen, this is how we roll. Not against the rules for me. It's not halal anymore. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's been that. Um, uh, oh, I mean, like the cooking with wine is, is perfectly fine, and I think yeah, I mean, even for the Muslims, I think when you cook it, you're fine. It's fine. Yeah. Because- no, I think like depending on how like I guess like strict they want to be with the rules, a lot of Muslims won't. If you cook with wine, they won't eat it. No. Yeah, yeah they, won't. they won't. There's um there's a guy named David Yusuf Saga. He's like a trained chef. Like he's worked at really good restaurants, and um he has a company in Boston that does uh cannabis infused ice creams. Ooh. But huh? he did a. Persian food and wine pairing dinner here in Chicago like a couple years ago and it was probably one of the most inspiring meals I've ever had in my life like not only was every course paired with a wine it was just presented like fine dining which you never see like Persian food you usually see it like buffet style or whatnot right it's always family platters yeah, it's but this most, was you know, individually meal. plated every course paired with a wine. And that was, it really was one of the most inspiring meals I've ever had. Like, I still think back to that and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, how can I reinvent this or like present it differently? Mm. That's really you cool. Guys, you guys should talk to him. He's really good. Cool. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, what's his name again? David Youssef Zada. I mean, write that one down. We'll Writing it up. down. It's food. I'm there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I mean, a Persian doing cannabis ice cream—that's like a whole different. Yeah, category. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of backlash a, for that too. A ballsy move in and of itself. So yeah. I, 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 the cannabis I think that would actually be amazing with a uh, falu there. People really wanted um like infused lava shack, but it's like to do that, it's not like you can't just like throw the weed in and cook it, you know. This is a There's scientific like a process. It really is. And it's a whole different business to get into. And it's a whole different licensing issue. <laughs> but I was I'm like, sure. I don't have. It wasn't that. your cup of tea. It just, it's, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Well, no, not, not to and, go through it. Out, like, not your cup of tea to go through it, I should say. Video, but. Like, I'm not trying to get into that business. It's just a whole different, right. different. Uh, never say never. So, so I mean, I, I, very expensive. Uh, well, Adding on to that, so where do you see yourself going with your cooking? Do you want to continue to put out content and sell through your website, or do you envision opening up an establishment of modern Persian cuisine? So I'll never, I don't, you know, never say never, right? But um, like going back to the traditional thing, like, you know, I would like to have like a family and stuff. So I don't see myself having like a restaurant because I would not want to take away too much time. 
yeah, like I wouldn't want to be at work cooking dinner for a bunch of other people when I've got a family at home. And I think that's why a lot of women tend to not go into that field because of that. Like, you know, mm -hmm. cooking is how I show I care mm -hmm. and like how I show my love like to someone. So yeah, I can't And you would want to be involved. You know, you wouldn't want to let people take the realms and- Oh God, you know, no, do no. Too much, yeah. Too much of a control freak for that. Like, you know, I've said before, like I've got my recipes on the refrigerator for how to make things, but because I'm like paranoid that someone's going to steal it, like everything is like the measurements are all off a little bit, but mm. no one knows like- But you, you know them. The wow. ratio off that I, you know, put them on so no one would be able to figure it out. Um, put it in the metric system. My mom asked me the... how to make the shortbread cookies because people really like- those shortbread cookies are like a top seller. And my mom's like, how did you make these? I'm like, sorry, Nana. <laughs> not not even mom. your mom. <laughs> not even my mom. You no hit her mom. with the sorry, Nana. Oh. Sorry, Nana. That was like, no, I always girl. call her Nana. Like when she calls, like I go, hi, Nana. She goes, hi, Batch and Nana. And that's like, yeah. oh my God. That's hilarious. But yeah. Um, you know, the posts and like the content are more like, those are all advertising. I feel like, you know, I post the recipe, people trust it, people follow it. And then they trust it. And then they know like, okay, if she knows what she's doing for this, like, you know, then they have more faith in the product and they're more likely to order. So that's kind of the mm -hmm. mindset behind that. And I mean, also, I enjoy it. These are the things I do. Like I said, mm -hmm. like cooking is how I show I care. And I like to put, you know, that extra love and energy into these things and making it look nice. So why not share it? Um, as right, far as for the company, what do I want to do? I would say, like, you know, a little storefront would be nice. Like a little cafe yeah. mm -hmm. type thing where you just have like, a, you know, a couple of stuff where people can order something and like have free cup of tea while they sit. That would be nice. Well, what about a cookbook? It's like, oh. You You're not the first person to ask that, but I just, I feel like I share it on Instagram anyway. And I don't know if people actually, like, I don't know if people would buy it, I guess. People do, but I will say if, if they really, I just, I just bought one. Do, if I really mean, not everybody has Instagram or social media. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's also true. you can incorporate really like the Persian culture in it and kind of be it like a little memorabilia of, of your work. It's a good gift to give. A, a, a little take. A you've got a good, you've added a good twist there of uh, adding like the cultural stuff. Well, they take 10%. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the branding for you and you can do the rest. <laughs> Uh, we've actually we've cool. actually copyrighted the word noosh we'll be so. the sampler yeah you can have a little noosh recipe in there <laughs> so are, are we um so, so we want autographed cookbooks whenever that happens um <laughs> so are we ready for the tough part of the situation of this pod i think we are oh you guys wait till people get all boozed up too huh yeah you That's chose the booze you chose it You're, you, you chose it you you are not do people not pick alcohol um, no, oh, no, it's had chai uh, for a good minute. Yeah, it was chai. Okay, it was so green that's green. how you know the difference between a Zaratustra and a not Zaratustra. No, but, but you know what's funny this season? Like, like a couple of guests picked water. Yeah, which okay. that was not nice. just wa like a like sparkled water or like yeah. another one. You know, someone else is sparkling water. Oh, she's and sparkling. Yes, yeah. like, and it's flavored. Yes, if you if you put your thumb over the spiked, it's sparkling water. <laughs> is it so, so, so now, now, now we we get to the rapid fire. Yeah. Here we bum, go. Bum, bum. All right. So, Barta, you ready? So, yeah. Barta, quick answers, and we're gonna say no passes. No passes. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll you gotta no commit. Passes. You gotta. Right. You gotta answer them. So here we go. We're not your parents. You can't ignore us. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go for it. I didn't ignore them. I just, we're just avoided kidding. certain <laughs> topics. You know. They're right. care meters. Here we go. <laughs> Who is your role model or inspiration? Martha Stewart minus the jail sentence. No, plus the Johnson, that had her made a gangster. <laughs> no, because like, you know, she's still like, you know, she's very, fe either Martha Stewart or Barbie, because like very feminine, like, you know, homey, but still mm -hmm. also very successful, like, and in charge. So I like Barbie her, her a lot. Her voice, her voice is very calming. It is. Yeah, she's very, like, you know, I said, like I said, besides the, the whole jail, it's like, she's a classy lady, you know, yeah, and she yeah. knows how to act. Like, like like she to You're just looking to make a quick buck. <laughs> just, I think she was more, they use her as an example but she didn't really make that much off of the whole whatever situation um what's your favorite dessert to make ice cream Ooh. Um, so i actually have an ice cream maker but i have to put it away because ice cream is actually very easy to make Do but you once iranian you know, ice cream i make iranian ice cream and then i ate like literally the like you know the little That's pints fun. of it sat the whole, mm -hmm. eat the whole thing in one sitting so oh I have to control making i want to order the, the saffron one the mm -hmm. with the noon oh man where's no, no i didn't do that part just 
straight up ice cream. Oh, straight up, yeah. Straight up ice cream. Where is the favorite place you've traveled to? I guess I love New York City. I mean, that's like a fun place to yeah. And there's just always so much to do in it. Where were you in the Caribbean? Antigua. Antigua, okay. Pretty. Um, one piece of advice that you would give your 18-year-old self. Am I allowed to say this one? (laughs) Uh, believe in yourself. Don't listen to all the bullshit. Go for it. Yeah. Um, what is the one thing you love the most about Chicago? The food. Really good restaurants here. Yes, I would agree with that. Same. Um, And lastly, for me, who is one person that you would like to have lunch with, dead or alive? I feel like I don't have a good answer to this, but okay, this is just like stupid middle school like thing coming out. But Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, and I'm gonna be like, listen, buddy, you said you had a thing for brunettes, and you married a blonde. What's up with that? (laughs) You're waiting all this time. God, your answers are so unique and different from what we've. (laughs) But it's true. You said you had a thing for brunettes, and then. She's so in Paris Hilton. Everyone's been blonde. I mean, come you're, on. You're still salty about that, yeah, huh? She's still salty. I am. I was like an overweight, you know, I had glasses and braces, awkward unibrow mustache Persian girl. Like him liking brunettes was like the only like hope I had to hold on to. Uh-huh. And then we went and like dated Paris Hilton. And I'm sitting there going, like, I felt so betrayed. <laughs> like I thought things he's, were gonna get better from here. And this is what he, you did to me. He's confused with himself. You did better. Let it go. You didn't you didn't want somebody who's confused you didn't need him. in the beginning. Yeah, you I did, I did go to the Backstreet Boys concert like two years ago and I had a poster that said 20 years later, I still want Nick that way. And he saw it and laughed. Like he pointed and laughed. Oh, at that's it. Right. They, they did the oh. whole tour. I, I went... I went to their concert down here and live Miami. Oh, it was almost three years ago, I think. Really? Yeah. Is everything here? Yeah, they had a they had a concert at Live. Hmm. Live on Sundays. Okay. Um, I'll go. Favorite video game of all time. I saw that. Uh, anything Mario. Okay. Nice. You have Mario Kart on your phone? Not on my phone, but I have a Nintendo Switch and I, you know, when I'm working and I'm waiting for things to cool or if I'm waiting for bread to rise or whatever, I get a couple rounds of Mario Kart in or start like Mario Party or play some Mario Odyssey. I love the Mario games. Nice. Did you have a N64? I have an older brother. So yes, I played all the video games. Yeah, yeah. She's well-versed. Yeah. Favorite genre of music. Oh God, this one's gonna get some backlash. But I listen to country. Ooh, interesting. I know. Like whenever there's people around, someone's like, "Do you want to pick Oof. the music?" I'm like, "You don't want me to pick." <laughs> like that's the way like, I oh. know what my taste is. Like I listen to like teeny bopper, like pop music, and then country. Like no one wants my playlist. Ooh, mm. you're right. Is it like country, country, that. absolutely right. Or pop country. No, you're right. No country, country, like country, country. oh man. Okay. Like bl- bluegrass okay i mean i have a theory on it though i feel like um a lot of people were in- like not that english is my i guess i was born and raised in america so i don't know why i, I fall under this category but my dad listened to a lot of country music and i feel like a lot of people where english is their second language they like country music because the song lyrics are easy to follow and there's not like a lot of crazy slang or anything yeah. where they're gonna get confused mm. with what's going that's, on that's true that's yeah. true my dad that's told true. me when he first moved from iran he he would only listen to country music for the first few years because they talk slower and they say yeah. they like the storytelling and the songs are more relatable to real life and he would learn the language through that yeah. and that's why he still loves country music so same same situation my mom always no. says that she learned from game shows and kids shows so she watched yeah. games like like kids shows to learn the like basics yep. and then um game shows to learn the slang and just the yeah. more like pop culture references Mm -hmm. or it could just be they wanted to blend in and not get harassed back in the day (laughs) i mean i don't maybe the living room sorry i'm trying to fix the lighting situation i mean i don't know i feel like when i am out there listening to country music people are kind of like what is this what is this iranian girl doing with country music oh i don't everyone says i don't look iranian so i feel like they're all like what is this puerto rican doing so i too same no we got that we got that i get cuban South florida I get, I get a lot of like I actually get like DMs from people in Iran in Persian going, you know, you and I'm like, what's it to you? As oh, yeah, yeah. don't 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 come at me. Like, what's it to you? I did my 23 and me thing. That thing came back 90% evil. I did too. I was like 97, 98. Where where specifically in the region did it? Oh, I don't remember that. I just got excited that that was all it said. And I sent it to my brother and he's like, that's all you got? Apparently out of all the cousins, I got the lowest one. Oh, wow. Out of 93%, that's no, they low. Still, they continue to update it, right? You know that. Oh, I haven't checked. 
Yeah, yeah if you check again, it's updated. I should go and look. It might have went to 92 now. So um, what's one thing you can't leave the house without? Can't say phone, wallet, or keys. My notebook. Mm. I always keep that notebook and a pen. All like it fits in every single one of my purses. I even have like a little notebook because you never know when some idea happens that you have to write it down. And for some reason, putting it in like the notes on the phone just doesn't count. It doesn't hit the same, yeah. Or that pen to paper. To yeah, it's it something down. about pen to paper. It, it, just it really better. is, yeah. It's the notebook. What's one meal you can't live without? Like they hand you a plate of food or meal and that's this is your all-time go-to. I feel like I'm supposed to say something Persian, but it's a bacon cheeseburger. Nice. Oh, perfect. That's even better. That's that, like, that, have, that eliminates one my, of my questions, but yeah. I take my bacon cheeseburgers very seriously. Like, and if I go somewhere new, I have to order it the exact same way every time the first time so I can keep the ranking. Oh, it's like every time. Yeah. What's your preferable cheese on the cheeseburger? Cheddar. Oh, yes. Cheddar. Cheddar? Favorite too. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good cheese for a burger. Um, I always get, I get a bacon cheeseburger with lettuce, tomato, ketchup, and mayonnaise and pickles. Ooh, wow. And it has to be that because if someone says like, oh, this burger is really good and it's got a bunch of like extra weird stuff on it and you know, like a bunch of weird sauces, I'm like, look, they're just covering up bad beef. Essentially, yeah, or expired beef. <laughs> so I'm um, not about that life. So I need to know, I need to be able to like, taste the different components so yeah i take my bacon cheeseburgers very seriously how do you like it cooked medium rare medium medium yeah, anything over medium they're gonna give you the garbage meat yeah yeah burnt but the thing is with ground meat guts is where like the doctor thing is gonna come in because like all the bacteria on beef like lives on the surface right surface, so that's right you eat a steak rare it's not a big deal because at least it's hitting the heat and so you're fine but with a burger because they're grinding it up and it's all mixed together you have to at least all get over. it point so that you're gonna be okay hmm, okay good point are you more into nature or metropolitan cities like if you were to go on a vacation or something oh, for vacation or just like a, a, a stroll in in the daytime you know you want to walk through a city or would you rather be in central park or on a nature walk somewhere that's a good one i don't know I guess I'm an Aries. Like I'm so indecisive. I want what I want when I want. <laughs> I want to be able to do whatever the hell I want. That's um, why you're in Chicago, the perfect medium. Parks some, yeah, city. something like that. I guess I'd like to be, ideally I'd like to live somewhere where like I'm not completely in the city, but if I want to be in the city, it's not far. But I mean, if I'm going on vacation, I would For the like- the suburbs. Yeah, <laughs> but a good <laughs> suburb, you know? <laughs> um, but if I'm going on vacation, I mean, anywhere with a beach. Yeah. So here. Nice. All right. So I'm going to ask you a couple of Chicago questions. Okay. I hope I can answer. <laughs> I think you can. I think I've only can. been here like five and a half years. I'm not. Okay. A long time. So do you prefer Willis Tower or the John Hancock building? Sears. 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 Yes. Sears Tower. <laughs> I'm getting help. <laughs> <laughs> no cheating. No cheating. <laughs> well, the Willis and Sears just had a name change. The same building. Oof, you say that to a Chicagoan and they will like. Well, I wanted to be correct. I know we have some issues here with some name changes too. So Sears Tower or John Hancock building. Regina Rose. Uh, Sears and John Hancock. John Hancock, because it's right there. Oh, I can okay. see. And they have a great um, Sky Deck bar. You know, if you're ever in Chicago, you have to go to London House. London House? I, th I think I did read about That's them. my fave rooftop bar. And it's because you just have a, like the best view Okay, so I'm gonna write that one down. London House. I am the. All right, so deep dish pizza or a Chicago dog? That's so mean. I know, I know, because Chicago dog. I'm really hungry, good. and we're talking about food. Deep dish from where? Okay, I'm gonna have to go with the pizza puff, and I'm saying this only because no other city has the pizza puff. And when I first moved to Chicago and I discovered this thing, I was like, Chicagoans are freaking geniuses because it is the most delicious pocket of lava you will ever eat in your life so if you're ever in chicago you have to get a pizza puff pizza puff okay cubide or bag bag okay i, I i'm gonna assume Wait, and I'm you gonna... have to put the yolk in the rice like yes oh god yes. so iranian listen i went mm. we went to get kebab um last week and i was like telling myself all day i was like all right i'm gonna get like the little tupperware and i'm gonna put the yolk in it and i'm gonna take it with me because they won't give you the yolk when you ask for it i was so mad at myself when i forgot to take the yolk with me oh my oh, god no. you're serious about it wait where did you get the kebab quickly before we go back to our question it was nuna kebab oh, oh my god <laughs> so good so good. okay so so i was gonna ask you burger or wings but it's burger 
However, yeah, I'm gonna like wings. you don't like wings at all? No. No? Okay. What can, you, I, can I throw one in there? Giordano's overrated or underrated? Overrated. Mm-hmm. You want deep dish pizza? You go to Lou Malnati's. Yeah, Lou Malnati's. Come on. So the first time my mom came to Chicago. I have that delivered to me frozen here once every that's few months. Why, that's how you know it's good. Does Giordano's like sell their frozen stuff halfway across the country? Nope. Yeah, they Just, do. No one wants it. When my you mom can't... came to Chicago the first time, I got her, like, I forgot to make a reservation. Like, you know, it was busy. So we didn't get to go to Lou Malnati's. And I took her to Giordano's. And she's like, oh, this is good. And I, the whole time, I'm like, mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is such garbage. And then the oh, next time she one. came to visit, I got her to Lou Malnati's and we sat there and then the waiter came and he's like, so have you been here before? I'm like, I have to make up for the last time I brought my mom to Chicago because like I took her to Giordano's and it was garbage. And I like have to make up for that because I can't believe I let my mom eat that. It was so disgusting. Yeah, but isn't the story that Lou Malnati himself worked in the Giordano's kitchen and then opened his own restaurant? Well, I mean, he learned that their crust was garbage and yes. he made the best crust ever. <laughs> yes. That's delicious. Passionate about this. So, I what's am, your favorite? I'm not even from here, and when someone says Giordano's, I'm like, dude, so leave. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite type of tadig? One that My comes own. out whole and stays together when I flip it. So anything, whether it's potato or onion. At this point, or, uh, I don't care. Whatever looks, whatever like, whatever's photogenic. So okay, for eating, okay, forget the photogenic part. What is worse, bad tadig? Or no tadig. When you say bad tadig, why is it bad? Burnt, burnt, burnt. Yeah, too soft, burnt. And then the no tadig is like you're expecting tadig, maybe. And there's and nothing there. Gonna show I'm up. I'm gonna say no tadig is worse. And I'm gonna go with the reasoning being it's like the effort thing, right? Because if someone makes like rice and there's no tadig at all, it's like you just really didn't care, did you? But like if someone made tadig and they screwed it up, I'm gonna be like, okay, you were nervous, like something, it's fine. That's why when people, I get a lot of messages from people that like, oh, I've never made tadig before, and like you know. And it's always very cute. It's usually um, someone that's like not Persian making it for like they're like they're meeting their Persian boyfriend's family or something and they want to yeah. make, make this for them. And yeah. so I give them like tips. I'm like, look, to do it tatching style is like the best to like just add some egg in there. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, guaranteed man, so for it to come out right. And they're mm-hmm. gonna be so impressed. And I always tell them too, I'm like, look, Persians are all about the effort. And like knowing that you put in some care. So like the fact that you're even like going that attempting you know, at your mile yeah. to create like a Persian meal, honey, if you burn that thing, they're still going to be like, you tried bless your heart yeah. for trying because they're going to see that effort. And that's going to mean more to them than anything. But yeah, I always say cash and style for that. But as far as like, yeah, I would say no Teddy is, you know, just showing like you didn't give. Yeah. Like you could have ordered <laughs> that from a Chinese restaurant. Like, why did you? I, I agree. I Why agree. did you bother inviting us? You know? yeah. So, so okay, Reime or Karafs? Karafs. Nice. Whoa. Wow. Nice. I wasn't expecting that. Wow. One. Listen, I put, every time I make Karafs or Hormasabzi, the debate goes in my story of like Hormasabzi or Khoresha Karafs, and people get heated. Yeah. yeah. It's a sensitive subject. Heated. Like they get angry. And I'm like, dude, I just asked the question. Only Iranians would have literally heated debates about what food is better. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. our culture is all about food. Where do so, you put it? It's, like, it's, like it's like in America, if you ask like who has the best barbecue, people are going to like. That's true. Yeah. 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 True. What's your favorite Persian food? Oof. Mm. Yes. yes. I love Badamjun. And then I also love the way, but Zeresh Polo Bomor, but only the way my mom makes it. I only like Zeresh Polo the way my mom makes it because she. I like it with the carrots that have each polo. I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. It's too sweet. sweet. So, and then, and then I'm going to ask her the question. This is, this is the question. This, one's up, this one we allow this, because. This is how we end does. every podcast with him asking this one question. So it's here a we tough go. question. Okay. Oh I need critical thinking skills here. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, the way Persians make it, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, in, yep. in Iran, they call it yep. a sandwich. In Iran, it's a sandwich. Because you're going to slice it down the middle, and you're going to griddle it, you're going to stick it in some barbecue, and yeah, it's a sandwich. Yep, there you go. That's the answer what, we what, wanted. What about a Chicago dog? Would you call? Would you consider that it's a sandwich? It's a snack. It doesn't matter. <laughs> See, last week we had a good answer. They said it's, it's a lohme. Lohme. It, never- it is. It's a snack. Listen, a Chicago dog is what you get. Like when friends come to visit, I take them. There's like one place because they do a griddled. Um, What's your one place? Dog. I forgot that. I think it's Gold City, Gold Coast Dog or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
because they do a um, griddle. Write this out. <laughs> they do one that's griddle. It's not a boiled hot dog. And so I take them there. But that's always, you know, you get one of those while everyone else is deciding where they want to go for dinner. So it's literally just to like hold you over yeah. while you're shopping. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. I had a nice Chicago dog at Wrigley Field. It was amazing. Oh my yeah, God, you like, guys, I'm so hungry. <laughs> so I know. This is always the hardest part. There's been times when like, because of all the masks, rules and stuff but you know if you're eating or drinking you don't have to wear a mask right, so right. i am not above getting a hot dog or a drink just to go into a store and like not have to wear a mask because i'm eating oh wow yeah. it works they can't tell you no they can't tell you to put your mask on if you got a hot dog in your hand yeah. True. just like True. carve a little hole True. in the mask you're gonna walk around with the hot dog so so, so um so to all of our listeners and followers you can follow varta at on instagram at varta melon um and that's also her website's uh name vartamelon.com um i want to note and this is i'm speaking to all of our fans here if you go to her website this is not your ms kitchen that's like a running that joke note. for us <laughs> i mean that came from people asking like you know like ridiculous things and then i'm like <laughs> <laughs> enough with their quest just purchase yeah. Right. That, that, I swear thing. to God, I'm a lot nicer than like the jokes make me see. No, no you got great. You, listen, uh, you're tough on the internet. Yeah. But also, Iranians over. rarely show the side of them, right? It's it's rude. It's not nice to 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 be sassy and say what you want to say and say how you feel. So I, I no, you're all about your business. Yeah. We commend that. But then we talk. Then everyone talks shit behind everyone else's back. So like just no, they'll tell you it's amazing. Then they'll say, "Ah, oh, like Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so Varta, thank you so much. Um, and, and thank you so much. Th thank you for the beautiful views of Chicago you gave us today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. View. The traffic's cleared up. <laughs> and thank you for getting us slightly buzzed. Oh yeah. So we'll we'll be waiting for your for your new menu this weekend or your added items this weekend, I should say, and then I'll have an order uh, teed up for Monday morning. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you on. very much for thank coming you. on. We appreciate you. It was a pleasure. We had so much thank fun. Thank you for having thank me. You. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Take Bye. care. Bye, everyone. Bye.